Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Now, this week is week five of our series called I Don't Want to Go. And we learned earlier this year that we are called to be fruitful in 2021 here at Akuo Church. We have learned all about spiritual fruit because of that. We learned that it comes from the Holy Spirit. It can look like a handful of different things, and we can actually feed it by submitting crappy situations over to God. Now, in this series, we found out that when things are going crazy, that God's word is greater than the world's fire. We learned that when the fires of this world are raging around us, we need to stand still and watch the Lord before we start moving. We also learned the difference between good things and God things, right? We learned that God's timing is better than good timing. And just last week, we learned that we need to listen to the boss, which is God. Now, even when we know all of these truths, we can still find ourselves looking at God, asking us to move. He's asking us to move and do something. And we're saying, I don't want to go. But this week, I want to start with a story about me wanting to go. <laughs> you see, in early college, when I started chatting with some of my friends about how I saw my life turning out, I was surprised. I was surprised by how much I stood out from my other guy friends. They all had these ideas on how their careers would turn out, and which I had too. However, I think I was the only one that had plans and would talk about like someday having a family and you know having like a wife and being a father. It was something I was really looking forward to. I wanted to go into family life and fatherhood. So in the summer of 2008, I got the chance to get married to my beautiful wife, Lauren, and it was about six years later that I woke up early in the morning. Well, actually, I was woken up early in the morning. It was Lauren waking me up to tell me that she was pregnant. Now, it was an exciting time for us. We were going to appointments and, you know, I was helping her to like remember to take her prenatal vitamins and, you know, when she'd have a tough day or, you know, she'd send me a text that just things are really hard at work. I'd like take her some cupcakes every now and then. And, you know, I was invested in, in all the stuff. And one of the appointments I was looking forward to the most was the one where we got to find out the gender of the baby. So at this appointment, it starts like any other one. Uh, but this time we went to go do the sonogram like right off the bat. Now, once the sonogram starts, it doesn't take long for the technician to let us know that the baby is a boy. A boy! I was so pumped up. For me, all I could think about was having someone in the house that would like play football and baseball and basketball and video games with. It was such a thrill. Now, real quick, this is the part where I need to let everyone know that I would have been just as excited about a girl. I would have been just as fired up to have a little baby girl, no matter what we found out about the gender that day, I was gonna be hyped up and I was gonna be excited about what was going to come. Now, these moments of us in, in that room were all fun and games until near the end of the appointment. Uh, the technician told us that there's one small thing though, there's this little fleck on his heart and it's called an EIF and more than likely it's not a big deal, but you're gonna to need to come back in next week and, and see the doctor about it. And so we left the office feeling like, okay, I mean, if it was a big deal, the technician would have like made a really big deal out of it, right? Or like we would have had to see in the doctor like that moment. Uh, so we did, we left and we did what any family would do that is trying to keep their stress down. We got online and learned everything we could about an EIF, which did not help. Uh, we learned that an EIF is short for an echogenic intracardiac focus, which on its own is not a big deal at all, but there has been an association with these EIFs and chromosome problems in babies. 
So we went from this excitement and fun and, 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 and looking forward to the future to absolute fear and terror because we didn't know what could possibly be wrong with our child, with our son. And what made all this worse is that the next week was the appointment. And while I was, that appointment was going to be happening, I was going to be on a mission trip on the way to Africa. And as soon as I, I put all this together, I told Lauren, I don't want to go on this trip. But she refused to let me pass this up. So days later, I took off on my first plane ride across the Atlantic Ocean, a flight I wouldn't be able to get off of for at least 14 hours. So that night on the plane, after everyone had fallen asleep, I sat there restless and scared. I couldn't stop worrying about what was going to happen with our son. Not only that, I was scared. Uh, I knew my scared wife was acting as brave as she could, and she was going to have to go to this appointment alone. The last place I wanted to be was on that plane. I wanted to be at home, doing whatever I could to make things better. I was uncomfortable, anxious, and broken. And I knew that there really wasn't anything I could do, whether I was there or not, so I had to make a choice. Allow this fear and anxiety to take over me or trust God with it. Either way, I didn't want to go down that path. Have you ever been in a situation like this? Have you ever had to trust God with one of the most precious things in your life? Have you ever had to look at God and say, you're my only hope with this person or people that I love most in this world? Now, if some of you have been lucky enough to avoid this feeling, how would you feel if I told you that even though you've missed out on it up to this point, it's coming someday? So when we are faced with these moments that are inevitable, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to let go of our most prized things in our lives? How are we supposed to let go of the people that we love most and trust that God will take care of them? Well, there's actually a biblical narrative that addresses this exact idea. And the account of the story we'll be working through today is recorded by the disciple Mark. So here's the deal with Mark. He is considered to have gathered and written the first account of the ministry of Jesus, the first gospel account. Now, Mark was not an eyewitness of what Jesus did. However, he did serve alongside many of the people that were there while Jesus was walking the earth. Mark spent most of his time alongside Peter, the one that Jesus said would be the one that he would build his church upon. So it was through these connections, the many people that uh, Mark was spending time with, that he was able to put together this account of who Jesus was and how he lived his life. So in the story that we're going to read through today, Jesus is walking through the area of Capernaum. He had been healing people in public and huge crowds have been flocking to see him. Jesus is a straight up superstar to the people at this moment. So when Jesus came to town, people knew that he was there. So if you needed someone to be healed, you knew where to find him. So that's where we're going to pick up in Mark's account of this story. In Mark chapter 5, it says, Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. So this man Jairus is one of the synagogue rulers, which meant that he was one of the civilians responsible for the physical management of the synagogue building and the worship services. Jairus had seen and heard all the stories about Jesus. He knows about him as a member of the community, 
and as one of the people deeply involved with the synagogue. Jesus was very much on the radar of all the religious leaders of this area. Anyways, Jairus knows that Jesus is in town. He knows that his daughter has also taken a turn for the worse. And Jairus knows that Jesus is the last hope they have. So Jairus shows up to find Jesus and then throws himself at the feet of the Son of Man and begs him for help. And Jesus, being the one that is filled with compassion, follows along with the man to go and save this girl from literal death. However, things don't go exactly to plan for Jairus. On their way to go and get his daughter healed, another person, another woman, needs Jesus' help. So what she does is reach out towards Jesus in faith without actually talking to him. And this woman touches Jesus' robe. And when the woman touches Jesus' robe, she's instantly healed of the constant bleeding she had dealt with for the 12 years leading into that. And when Jesus felt the power leave his body, he had to stop and figure out who needed it. And a conversation affirming the lady's faith then took place. Can you imagine how Jairus is feeling at this point? The last hope he has for his daughter is hinging on Jesus. And Jesus is hanging out and chatting up all these other people like it's no big deal, like his daughter isn't dying at his home. I wonder if Jesus is ever just contemplating leaving Jesus and going to try and help his daughter on his own. I wonder if Jairus wanted to like interrupt the conversation that Jesus had with this lady that had been healed of bleeding. Like, uh, hey guys, this is a nice chat and all, but my daughter is about to die. Well, let's jump back into the story. While Jesus was still talking with the lady he healed, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. So that's it. Jairus did everything he could. He went to find Jesus and bring him back to his daughter, but it was too late. Jairus had a very clear idea on how this would work, and I can't imagine that it worked out the way he thought. Can you imagine, though, the sadness and frustration that Jairus must have felt in that moment? I can almost feel the resentment that would have washed over him toward that lady that had been healed from her constant bleeding. Like, couldn't she have waited until after Jesus had dealt with his daughter? I mean, Jairus needed Jesus to show up for him and his daughter at that moment, and he didn't. I mean, it would have been a very good thing for Jesus to do, to show up and save this girl before she died, right? However, one of the truths we've learned in this series is that God's timing is better than good timing. There's a huge difference between God's stuff and good stuff. So let's see what happens next in the story. There it says, But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all the commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But he made them all leave, and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he told her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. So check this out. Jairus had probably played this out in his head. He would go talk to Jesus, then Jesus would show up and his daughter would be fine. But when it didn't happen, just when he was about to give up, Jesus intervened. He said, don't be afraid, 
have faith. Everything and everyone around Jairus is telling him to give up and go home. Leave the teacher alone. It's at that exact moment that Jesus or that Jairus is about to completely use faith and turn his back on Jesus to go and deal with all the things involved with the funeral of a child that Jesus calls him back. The fire of the world is raging around Jairus and Jesus is telling him to stand still and watch the Lord. So all of this brings us to our transforming truth for today. We're taking lies out of our minds and replacing them with truths all throughout this series. Now what I want you to do is get rid of this idea that you need to fear those special people in your life being mistreated when Jesus is with them. You gotta trust that Jesus has them. Now I'm not saying like be neglectful and just let them go and just be like, oh yeah, Jesus will figure it out while they're standing on the edge of a cliff or something like that. But remember, Jesus told Jairus how to deal with this. He said, don't be afraid, have faith. Don't be afraid, have faith. We have to trust God with all of our stuff. We have to trust that God will take care of our friends, our jobs, our families, our spouses, our children. There will come moments where we don't wanna go there. We don't wanna trust Jesus in that spot. We wanna reach into our own will and make things happen all by ourselves. We need to trust Jesus more in our most vulnerable places. We need to trust that Jesus will take care of all of our most pressing and stressful needs. Don't be afraid, have faith. And it's actually what I had to live out in that story that I started with you just a few minutes ago. Remember, I'm flying on the plane above the Atlantic, everyone's asleep, and I had no one to talk to and nothing to distract me. So I started praying hard and it continued for the rest of the trip. And before the trip finished, I got a word from God. I felt like I heard him so clearly, and it was simple. He said, your son will be loved. He will be so loved. And that was it. That was all I was told, but when I heard that, a peace that was so incredible just washed over me in that moment. I didn't get a word that the EIF on his heart would go, and go away. I didn't get a word indicating a miraculous healing. The only thing I was given was peace and a knowledge that my son would be loved. In that moment, I knew not to be afraid, but to have faith. And it turns out that the EIF went away as he got older and was gone before he was even born. And since that day that he was born over seven years ago, he's been loved. Family and friends all appreciate spending time and hanging out with my son. Now, since then, I had to allow God to take care of him multiple times. Some of them have been big, like when he had to have a minor surgery and get put under anesthesia. Others have been smaller, like his first day of daycare or his first time at school or his first time playing baseball or they're like the ball's actually shooting at him and he's got to like try and hit it and you know, that, that whole thing. So big or small, I will not be afraid and I'll have faith. I will trust my son and my daughter for that matter that they will be safe with God. I won't be afraid and I'll have faith. I will trust my spouse that she will be safe with God. I won't be afraid and I'll have faith. I'll trust my family and friends will be safe with God. I won't be afraid and I will have faith. I will trust that this church, Akuo Church, all of you, no matter what's happening, will be taken care of with God. I won't be afraid and I will have faith.
Now, it's easy for us to trust in God with these important people and situations in our lives because God has given us so much already. He gave us his son. He handed over his son for us. There it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Guys, God handed over his most precious and beloved thing so we could be in harmony with him for eternity. Jesus laid down his entire life, endured torture for each and every one of us. He did that so we could have the Holy Spirit within us. He did that so we could share the fruit of the Spirit with all the people that are around us. So we could be that intersection between heaven and earth. He did it so we wouldn't be seen with the identity that the world gives us. Rather, we would take on the identity that Jesus gives us. An identity of faith and patience and quiet strength. Not an identity of fear and anxiousness. So if you would like to take on that identity today, the identity that Jesus gives us, it's really simple. All you have to do is simply have a conversation with Jesus, which we would call that prayer. Then let Jesus know that you believe in him and what he did here on this earth the best way you possibly can. Now, to help you out, I'd like to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you, because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. There's always a community here to pray with you. So if you want to start listening to Jesus today, just right now, bow your head and pray something like this along with me. Just say something like this. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Thank you for doing everything you did for me. Today, I say that I believe in you. I believe in everything you did for me. So Jesus, right here, right now, I ask for you to start speaking into my life. Help me follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed. Now if you've been a believer, whether it's been for the last five decades or like the last five seconds, it just happened right now, and you want to see less fear and have more faith, if you want to trust God with the most important things in your life, just with your eyes closed, I want you to, to work through this exercise with me. First, imagine all of the most important things and people standing right in front of you. Just get that picture in your head. Now, shrink all those people, all those places, all those things down. Make them tiny. And take them into your hand. Okay. Now that you have them in your hand, imagine yourself handing all of them over to Jesus. Imagine that you are handing over all of the most important things and people in your life to Jesus standing in front of you. Now let's pray. Jesus, please take care of all of those things I just gave you. I can't carry the responsibility and the weight of all these people on my own. Please take care of them for me. Allow all of them to see you working in their lives. Thank you for everything, Jesus. I love you. And we pray all of these things 
the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys, thanks for spending time with us today. I have a few things to share with you uh, before we go ahead and go. Now, the first thing is, is a handful of like very exciting pieces of news. Because over the next month or so, we are going to have some amazing linking opportunities taking place. The first one is taking, a place, taking place this weekend. It actually is happening until 2 p.m. today, Father's Day. We've partnered up with Panaderia Jimenez, which is right down the street from us on Fredericksburg, to hook up all the dads with something delicious. So if you can make it into Panaderia Jimenez today, Sunday, Father's Day, before 2 o'clock, you will get a free drip coffee and a concha. So be sure and go through there and pick up your goodies. Also, while you're there, make sure you link with the people behind the counter and anyone you come across in the shop. We want people to know that we are a group that loves our community and really wants to enjoy linking to our community. The next thing we'll be doing is happening on Saturday, June 26, from 5 to 8 p.m. Now, we have gotten a booth for a Fiesta event being thrown for teachers and education leaders in our area by a nonprofit organization called SALT, which stands for San Antonio Leaders and Teachers. While we're there, we're gonna be refreshing people, physically and spiritually. What we're gonna be doing is handing out ice cold Topo Chicos and praying for anyone that might be interested in receiving prayer. Now, if you're interested in being a part of this evening serving our educators, please go into our social media, click on the link and sign up there. We would love to see each and every one of you there. The next thing that we're doing, will we get starting today, right now. What we're doing is partnering with Christian Assistance Ministry to help kids that are in families in need to have school supplies for next year. So what we are doing is adopting kids to buy a backpack and their school supplies for the upcoming year. We have a wide range of ages from pre-K through high school. Also in those bags, we'll be handing you a postcard and an envelope to write a personal note to the child and the family to let them know that you are praying for them and this is how you are linking to them in this way. So if you'd like to be a part of this, please just type in in the chat, I'd like to help, and we will connect with you or contact you and connect with you later today. If you aren't able to write in the chat right now, what you can do is email me directly at humby.cervera at akuo.church. Now the next huge thing that we have going on is just a few Sundays away. On the 4th of July, the Monticello Park Neighborhood Association will throw a parade for all of the kids in this neighborhood. At this parade, everybody shows up, decorates their wagons, bikes, and strollers, and just goes around the little pocket park that's here in this neighborhood. Now, we want to link to our community that morning. So what we're going to do is go and serve them that morning, and anyone with kids will be encouraged to join in on the parade. With that being said, 4th of July is on a Sunday this year. So instead of having a service on the 4th of July, we will be serving. We will be helping them set up, tear down, and handing out paletas and, and juices and drinks after the parade is over. We are super excited to be giving away a service to serve our community this year. And this is what linking our, to our community can look like. So if you are interested in being a part of this, we will post a link this week for you to click on and get signed up. Now the next thing I wanna talk about is how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now guys, when we trust God with anything, there is a blessing, right? We don't wanna be afraid, we wanna have faith. So when we can do that within our finances, the same thing happens. We wanna have faith, 
We wanna trust God with this, and we are gonna see blessings. Now, in this, that's what's gonna happen. Now, I'm not saying that because you went ahead and, and tithed and, and did this thing or trusted God with your finances that you know, you're gonna end up with like the new Mercedes-Benz that just came out, or, or you're gonna end up with like the PlayStation 7 that hasn't even like started to develop yet somehow. Like, that, we're not saying that. But what we are saying is that you will receive blessing, and that's what we want you to have. Now, for some of you, you might not be in a position to tithe right now. You might need some help right now. So if you need that, please reach out to us because we wanna be linked to you during this time. To do that, to get linked to us, all you have to do is go to our website, akua.church, and click on the contact us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.sedveta at akua.church, and you can also call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you're willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you wanna tithe to the number 77977. If you don't wanna give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you'd like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Next, I just wanna remind you guys about our Zoom group. This is a great way for us to get together and hear how God is bearing fruit in us. And also, how we can share that with one another. It's also a place we can get hot with one another, right? It's, we're still keeping that up. We're gonna be honest, open, and transparent with one another. So what we want you to do is join us this Wednesday night at 7.30 for our Zoom community group. For all the links to the Zoom group, all you have to do is go to any of our social media pages. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for you today. I just want you to know that I love you and I'm praying for you, each and every one of you, all week long. So just before we head out, let me pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I ask that you would just be speaking to them. I, and I pray that they would be able to hear you, that they would be able to hear your voice in the middle of this fire. Lord, I pray that for each and every person out there that they would be able to enjoy the time that they get with their loved ones and that they would know that there will never be a time exactly like the one they are currently in so they'd be able to appreciate it fully. Lord, I also pray that you would help them be able to hand their loved ones and their loved things over to you and that they would trust you, not be afraid, but have faith. We thank you for everything, Lord. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, it's all that we have for you today. We love you, and we will see you soon. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.